Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. In this moment, I welcome you to Wow, What a Show. Oh, God is so good. Here we are again with Apples of Gold, our series, and we are reading through the entire book of Proverbs. And we're just going to take our time and we'll take one chapter per day. Today, our co-host and reader is Ms. Anna King. Uh, the, her her uh, profile name is Freshen Spaces, and that's because of some work that she does. So here we are. You are welcome to join us. Hello and good evening, Ms. Anna. Good evening. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. I'm so good. grateful that you are here and that we're going to be reading again through uh, Proverbs. We read this morning and we're reading this evening. Remember to all the listening audience, we are reading twice a day for the entire month of July. Uh, if I can hold up, you know, <laughs> we would definitely do the morning uh, sessions in the evening at, at 8.30, mornings at 9, evenings at 8.30. So thank you for coming. Um, I just want to restate that Wow, What a Show is the podcast outreach for Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. We are a collective of artists who have uh, decided to work together to share the gospel of Jesus Christ in the expressions that he has given us. We are people of the, of the arts. You know, the world has this uh, designation of performing arts and all that, but really and truly, everyone is an artist when mm. he or she applies the talent that they have uh, with skill to determine uh, important things about life and God. I just think that he made everyone an artist of a sort. God is the master artist. And when we behold the day, we're looking at his canvas. And when we know and interact with one another, we're watching the the uh, characters but he is the star you see because what he has done has made it possible for these little you know insignificant characters to be elevated mm -hmm. to be called the sons of god and to enter into a relationship with him father and creator and to have the hope of eternal life so with that we want to get started um ms anna you can mm -hmm. take over I am done. Okay. Well, it's a delight to be here this evening, and I just praise God for Proverbs. Uh, if you've ever read through the Proverbs, you know that there's just a wealth of uh, instruction and uh, lots of opportunity to ponder over the words of the Lord and how they apply to us in our individual stations. They're just, sometimes you just want to stop at one proverb and move mm -hmm. on, or sometimes you read a chapter, or sometimes it's two or three together. But I'm, I'm praying that tonight God would really just grant us understanding from Proverbs chapter two, because mm -hmm. one of the underlying themes is wisdom and understanding and knowledge. And so I'm really happy to be reading through this. And uh, for the audience, I will read through Proverbs, and I debated on whether or not I should do it in the King James because I read in King James every, every day, all day. But I think I've decided on the New American Standard because uh, they are practically the same, but there are some emphasis that I think would be well stated 
in the New American Standard, but no matter what Bible you're reading from, I will read slowly and deliberately. And then once we get through the entire scripture so that God can just minister to everyone's heart individually, there are just a few highlights. Maybe we can just outline how the chapter is laid out and so that it may just enhance its meaning for us as it, um, I believe Solomon wanted it to enhance, have enhanced meaning for um, his son um, to whom he wrote uh, many of the Proverbs. And so God, I just thank you, Lord Jesus, um, for your word. And I, um, I'm sure that the Holy Spirit always meets us where we are in many places. I listen to radio and podcasts myself and if the people who are ministering could only see how you're working in my life from afar. So I pray tonight that that is exactly what you would do to every here that would listen to this podcast tonight and in the future. So with that being said, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord. Amen. Let's get going. Amen. Tonight we will read the Proverbs. And the Proverbs were written by King Solomon, um, who was the son of David. And let's start with Proverbs 2. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. Or if you cry for discernment, lift your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver, and search for her as the hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity. Excuse me, let me go back. Verse four, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity guarding the paths of justice, and he preserves the way of his godly ones, the saints. Then you will discern righteousness and justice and equity and every good course. For wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you to deliver you from the way of evil from the man who speaks perverse things from those who leave the path of righteousness uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness who delight in doing evil and rejoice in the perversity of evil whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways to deliver you from the strange woman from the adulteress who flatters with her words, that leaves the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death and her tracks 
lead to the dead. None who go to her return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. And let me say that again. None who go in to her return again, nor do they reach the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of good men and keep to the paths of righteous. For the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous will be uprooted from it. Mm-hmm. And to the listening audience, excuse a couple of blunders there. I, I confess I continually read in the King James and then I decided to move over. So my, <laughs> my rhythm was a little confused, but we're gonna go back through this verse that I might have gone through just a bit quickly, but I'm going to break it down now in sections and allow all of us to be able to listen through it in sections and and have a greater understanding and contemplation of the different verses. Okay, let's start at the beginning. Notice verse one starts with my son and right at the forefront i want to say if you do not read much of the old testament it may be a little off-putting to hear (laughs) my son many people in today's society think that the lord is uh, partial to men only but i want to remind you of who's writing this proverb this is a father to his son but by the Holy Spirit that did work in men to write the scriptures, even in the Old Testament. Uh, This is insight that we now can take and glean for ourselves as people. So this isn't just to a son, this is for the body and all that would hear it. But notice verse one through four starts off with the, if you do these things verses. If you do these things, and then the King James says, if you receive my words and hide my commandments, goes on, so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding. If you cry after knowledge, verse one through four has the if you scriptures, the if you verses. But then in verse five, it goes on to the then you will verse. It says, you shall have understanding. You will understand the fear of the Lord and you will find the knowledge of God. So we've got, if you do these things, verse five comes in and says, then you will. Then notice verse six through eight says, for, meaning we see that there are some essential aspects of the spirit-filled life that come from God, meaning if you do this, then you will. And let me remind you that all of this then comes from God. It's qualified. Uh, The previous verses are qualified by saying, for then the Lord gives wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. 
so notice there's a call. Solomon had a call. We have a call to receive the words of the Lord. And then it says there's a reward. These are the things that you will receive. Why? Because the Lord himself is the one who wants to give them to us. And so verse one through four, then a five, then six through eight. And then there's a verse nine. He adds in again, sort of to reiterate again, what we will receive in verse nine. It says, we'll have understanding. We'll understand righteousness, excuse me, and judgment and equity. Yea, every good path, which is pretty amazing. If we, then you will receive because the Lord will give these things to us. And then again, he reiterates that. You'll have understanding of righteousness and judgment and equity, every good path. Then in verse nine, he adds again, what we will see in verse 10, excuse me, says, you know, what does wisdom and knowledge and the receiving of godly instruction actually provide for us. Verse 10, when wisdom enters into our hearts and knowledge is pleasant to our souls. Okay, when this happens, verse 11 through 19 goes on and starts listing a variety of things that we receive. We have discretion that preserves us, starting in verse 11. Then we've got understanding that keeps us. And moving along, we've got deliverance from the evil way of a man who does all sorts of things. There are, you know, all of these things that the evil do. They delight in the forwardness of the wicked, um, leaves the paths of righteousness. That's all encompassing. There are lots of things that can fall under the umbrella of these verses. But we have deliverance from the evil way. We have deliverance from the seductive woman or the lustful man who, in this particular context, has left God herself. And her influence only leads to living amongst those who live without God, living among the dead in trespasses and sin. And they are in the way that doesn't allow them to take hold of the path of life. So again, verses 11 through 19 gives us lots of different, uh, a whole list of things that we can be kept from. Again, being preserved, being kept, being delivered. And here just being really specific with what type of deliverance from one thing that we all contend with. We know that we have the lust of the eye, okay? The pride of life, uh, the lust of the flesh. And actually, the strange woman, who also can be equated with a strange man or any lustful temptation that pulls us away from what we were just told to seek, will leave us in the path of people who are separated from God. And the interesting thing here is that he says, um, if you go down to verse 20, uh, verse 19, but and none that go unto her this way, okay, they don't return again, neither take they hold 
of the past of life. This is, a, this is grave. We start off again. If you, my son, do these things, then you will receive this. For the Lord is the one who gives us this understanding and wisdom. And then he, again, reiterates what he said at the beginning. This is Solomon. And then we go to uh, what are we afforded uh, if we follow okay, his commandments, if we obey, if we seek after knowledge. Then again, there's a list of things. And these aren't things like tangible items. These are those aspects of our living that inform our character and inform our behavior. They inform our decision-making. They inform our discipline. They inform our commitment. They inform the part of us that makes us who we are and how we express ourselves in the world, seeking after wisdom. They inform our ability to choose rightly. And so by the time we get to the end of this chapter, we find that one of the things that pulls us away from what God has intended for us to seek after, if one of the things is the lust of the world. And this strange woman is definitely a representation of that. Literally, there is a strange woman, literally. And figuratively, there is a strange woman, the harlot who pulls you away. And in this case, again, in this context, will pull a young man away. And she herself has already turned away. That, and then 20, it says, pulled you away. You cannot return that you may walk in the way of good men. Once, these, once this happens and once we're out of the path, Solomon's saying to his son, you aren't going to walk in the way of good men. You're not going to keep the path of the righteous. Okay, and then before we get to 20 and 21, I just kind of wanted to say this listing, again, I think people think of, oh, I get wisdom and they understand that it helps you to make maybe a good decision. But let's go back up and, 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 and look at five. When we do what Solomon is directing his own son to do, we get something greater and that is the we understand the fear of God. And I'll tell you, I know some people who don't know the Lord, but one of the things they hate about him is that he's a jealous God and that you should fear him. They don't understand that the fear of the Lord is actually beautiful. The fear of the Lord is for our protection. The fear of the Lord actually put, puts us in a position to go deeper than the superficial and the surface that we only can see you know, as mere men, but God is an awesome consuming fire. And to have an understanding of what he is in that way is an amazing thing that he should even allow us to have any insight and understanding when really, if he were the type of uh, jealous sort of mean God, when people hear that fear of the Lord, um, they, you know, they, they think that he's just, you know, holding his hand over us and, and, you know, ready to zap us at any moment, like that, that type of fear, like they're, they're equating God with evil people, like, or, or, or people in authority who wield their authority and wield their power in a way that's not good. And so they, they don't like that, that I should fear God, but this is beautiful. 
the fact that he says, come in and I will give you an insight into who I am and my awesomeness and then my terribleness and my wonder. And in the fact that I am judge, I am king. And you should rightly fear the one who literally has given us breath and can take it away and does. So, you know, there's a lot going on in these scriptures. And I, I feel like if we slow down again and sort of outline chapters like this, we'll see that the Lord is calling us. Then he's saying, this is what I really want to give to you. And this is who I am. And this is what I'm going to keep you from. And this is the power of wisdom. This is the power of discretion. This is the power of knowledge of God. This is the power of the fear of the Lord. <laughs> this is the power that I am willing to impart in you. If you receive my words and hide my commandments within you. And everybody can probably you know, attest to the fact that anything that's within us will eventually resonate and be expressed outside of us. If you're angry on the inside, somebody's going to know it eventually, unless for some reason you get a handle on it. If you're happy on the inside, somebody's going to know that. Whatever is lurking on the inside and working on the inside, that will resonate. So here, if we receive and hide his commandments within us, that will exude. And out of all of that, you know, he's telling us to get wisdom and get understanding. And as he closes the chapter, 21 says, for the upright shall dwell. And, and, and to be fair, if you don't know the Lord, this may seem a little overwhelming. I know in one of the scriptures up here, it does mention the saints in verse 80. He says, he keepeth the path of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Yes, he preserves the way of his saints. And so if you don't know him, you may be wondering, well, where do I fit into all this? You know, there, there, there's a first calling <laughs> before you will seek after any of these things. He will call you by name and he will say, you know, do you want to know me first? Not, hey, you know, try to carry all this load. It's first, do you want to know me? And once you're his, you become his saint. And it says, again, the upright you now fall into a new category of living. You have opportunity to be the upright and you will dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it. And the perfect doesn't mean I haven't missed the mark. I think people forget I'm saved because I needed a savior. I'm saved because I missed the mark. I'm saved and born again because there was something I didn't have that I now have, but the perfect when God says, be perfect, for I am perfect, we are doing exactly what this, this, this chapter says. We are receiving his words. We are walking in righteousness. And we're doing that by the power of the Holy Spirit, not because in our flesh we hit the mark perfectly every day. But in a general sense, we are now living in the perfect state of, in Christ Jesus by his Holy Spirit. So the perfect will remain in it, but the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressor shall be uprooted out of it. Now, again, there's so much uh, Phyllis in this chapter that could be said, but I'm going to try to close by sort of wrapping up 21 and 2 again. Everything that he's presented to us in this chapter, if the upright, okay, if the up, I'm sorry, not if, but for the upright, dwell in the land, 
the perfect will remain in the land. And I don't mean land like you're, you know, a particular place on earth necessarily. It's really the land, look at it in a broad sense um, of the promised land, if you want to equate what he's saying here with what we know about when um, the, the, you know, the land was promised to uh, the Hebrews and the land, sometimes people might even interpret this as being you know, the, the final land may be heavenly land, but it, it, I just don't want you to confuse it with there is a particular place I'm pointing to right now. In this context, I want you to see it dwelling in, the, in that that God has given us. And the perfect will remain in you do not take heed and you stand in the place of wicked. You're going to be cut off from the earth. And that's not only just uh, cut off from a promise here, it is literal. And the transgressors will be rooted up out of it. So again, without being able to go into detail about every verse, what I acknowledge, uh, encourage the audience to do in a really packed, well-outlined chapter like this is to take it in pieces, verse one through four, if you do these things, verse 5, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. You know, verse 6 through 8, for the Lord gives wisdom out of his mouth. But not, out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. He's a buckler to them that walk uprightly. We're not doing this in vain. People say, oh, you got to live a certain way. you got to be a certain way. You're absolutely right. Because if I'm not living this way, guess what? The world and the temptations of my flesh will tell me to live another certain way. Everyone always thinks they're so bound in Christ Jesus. But you're going to be bound to something. You're going to, somebody's going to say, follow this way. And you're going to follow that way. But unfortunately, we always look at this as the binding and that is the freedom and really this is the freedom and that is the binding because this leads to the path of life it says but that leads to a place where you're going to eventually be uprooted and then you've got verse 9 you'll then have you understand righteousness and judgment and equity and every good path that's amazing really <laughs> like that's a whole lot to digest you mean i'll have that much insight into the life i live verse 10 when wisdom enters into your heart and knowledge is pleasant to our souls, discretion shall preserve us, okay? Delivers us from the way of the evil man, okay? Because what? The evil man leaves the path of righteousness. And again, that list is just awesome, right? And then we get down again to 20 um, that we, we cannot, if we fall in that way, come back and walk in the way of good men. And my last comment here, this is pretty interesting. But us who have maybe gotten out of the way um, and you'll notice when you get off the path it's really difficult to get back on the path you might try to do good things or do few things you know, and sort of compare yourself and try to but you it's very difficult to feel like you're walking away or the path of life you know you're outside of it and it's because we have been flat that we're in is inclined on death 
the path lead, lead unto the dead. And those that go in that way, they can't get out. They can't take hold of the path of life. Without the power of God and without the heart that turns back and says, God rescue me. So if we look at this in the context again of Solomon writing to his son, you know, this is a this is a man who's calling his son to seek and follow after God and to beware. And he's telling him what'll happen when he's off the path. And for us, the Lord has used all of his scripture to tell us, This is my word to you. Hear me and follow me. And the wealth that he gives us, why it's not tangible material stuff. If we could just stop for a second and forget about the material life, we could see the life in terms of the new born again life, that life that leads us to communion with him and leads us to a relationship with him, leads us to conversation with him, leads us to a right mind. That is life. And that will inform all of the other minor things that we are so busy with every single day. So I pray that, again, Proverbs 2, we would allow it in every proverb you read. Take it in sections. Think about how it applies to you always or how it applies to the world that you live in. And uh, ask the Lord to cause us to all be strengthened and seeking after wisdom at the end of our reading. Philip? Wow. Praise the Lord for such a wonderful rendering of Proverbs chapter 2. We are having some feedback on the line tonight, but by the grace of God, we're going to keep right on going. I've asked the Lord to rebuke this thing that's happening. Um, I'm going to ask Anna if she will read again the chapter, I am going to play music and we're going to meditate on those words again. I ask that the Lord will give you a particular uh, scripture. If you hear something there, it's going to stick in your spirit and it will be with you and inform you in the days to come. There are so many Proverbs and it's not possible for us really to just kind of hold them all together at once. But in such a chapter as this one, the coordination of thought as outlined by Anna is absolutely a moment in time when we really should meditate and take it in, really take it in. So, Anna, will you read again? Anna, you're on mute. I actually muted you. So, can you unmute? <laughs> Please, ma'am. And I, wonderful. Thank you, host. The listening audience, if they only knew that technology, whew, it's a tricky <laughs> thing. But God, I tell you, let's 
see if we can't let this be heard. All right. So am I I'm unmuted. Praise God. Right. Will you read again for us? Yes. Okay, dokie. We're all going to meditate together. It won't take a minute. Here we go. Whenever you're ready. All right. Proverbs chapter two. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thine heart to understanding. Yea, if thou criest after knowledge and liftest up thy voice for understanding, if thou seekest her as silver and searchest for her as for hid treasures, then thou shalt understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom. Out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom enters into thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from the way that speaketh, the man that speaketh forward things or perverse things who leave the paths of righteousness, uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and they froward in their paths to deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her tongue, her words, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God. For her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her returns again, neither take hold they of the paths of life, that thou mayest walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land and the perfect shall remain in it, but the wicked shall be cut off from the earth and the transgressors shall be uprooted out of it. The end of Proverbs 2. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. I'm going to um, disconnect from this earphone because I think it's reverbing. Is it difficult? That was beautiful. Well, the wonderful thing about a change in any reading is that if something happens either way, it makes it more memorable. So I think the 
the audience will find that again, like you said, there's so many proverbs and, and the, the, the interesting thing about proverbs and why it's so rich, even though it's not one of the longest books in the Bible, but it's so rich because there's so many various proverbs as we move along. This one has a continuity to it, but your readers will find that there are some times when they're just one chapter has so many topics and subjects and contexts in which to sort of hear what the Lord is saying. You did such an excellent job. And uh, I'm going to have to turn it over to you. Okay. To finish up with it. With yes. Will you please? Because the reverberation is really bad over here. That's, that's fine. So God, I just thank you for tonight and I am praying, Lord Jesus, again, that you would just really minister to us whatever part of this particular chapter speaks to us. And I, I, I firmly believe that at every season in our life, Lord, uh, we are always tempted. We are always in need to be delivered from the way of an evil man, an evil woman, an evil system, an evil path. God, and we definitely need you to remind us of your word here. Um, remind us that when we leave the path of uprightness, we end up doing what we say other people do. But it's a subtle thing, even if we leave it uh, in our attitudes, if we leave it in our heart, if we leave it, you know, just to sort of compromise a little bit, we end up following a crooked way we do end up needing deliverance from some sort of lust or perversion or temptation. And so this is always relevant to us as we you know, seek to live before you, Lord Jesus, that just always be reminded that, that there is, that there's a, there's a calling from you and there's a gifting from you, but there's also the temptation around us. And we need to remember what that does to us and constantly come back and choose you. But we pray that wisdom, wisdom you've given us, promises us godliness. And that's what we want. Give us your godliness, Lord Jesus, as you give us liberally your wisdom. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. <laughs> We are never without challenges.
chat, okay? God bless you all. We will be going off. And I always tell the listening audience, I love the music. <laughs> so enjoy it. It makes me smile. Anna Kane, you are the best. May God recompense you according as you have given to us tonight. That was our most beautiful rendering. And I received bountifully. I really did. Thank you so much. And to all of you who joined us in the live studio this evening, you are really a part of everything that we do. Your comments and your presence mean ever so much to us. And we thank you very much. Uh, we will be here at 9 o'clock in the morning and 8.30 tomorrow night. And that will be our schedule throughout July, except for Wednesday nights. We convene at 8 o'clock. We have a session with Pastor John Thomas, and we will come in to read our Proverbs about 9.15. So with that, may the Lord our God bless you wherever you are in the world. It's either morning, noon, or night, but God is still on display. His power is still operating, and I ask that he bless you completely.